Each episode of How's Motherhood is a blend of personal parenting reflections, introductions to Danish parenting pillars, and responses to questions from listeners and followers. The opinions you hear are not to be taken as professional counseling services, but rather as daily encouragement from a Danish mother and parenting expert coming from one of the happiest countries in the world. Welcome back and thank you so much for listening. For those who are tuning in for the first time, I'm Eben and this is my podcast, House Motherhood, where I share my thoughts and experiences on parenting from a Danish perspective. Today, our question comes from Nana. My daughter wakes up every night and wants to come to our bed. She is 26 months old so can't get out of her crib, but my husband or I go in and we bring her to our bed. A lot of people say we shouldn't do it as we are setting a bad habit, but we want to embrace it when we can because time flies and they grow so quickly and in no time she won't even want to leave her room. Just wanted to see what you think, thanks. Thank you so much for your inquiry, Nana. I think a lot of parents know all about the situation you describe. As a new mom, I remember sneaking out of the room when I had to put my daughter to sleep to enjoy some adult time. But there was always only a moment before we heard crying or calling and had to start all over again to get her to fall asleep. It's exhausting and definitely a temperamental thing, trying to find out what kind of sleep rituals work best for each of us. You are wondering what I think about you taking your daughter into your bed and enjoying the time with her when it is bedtime. I would do the same, I'm sure. I believe that children can never get too much care and love. And if your child cries, crying should just be seen as a way of communicating a need. If you ignore the crying, you miss your child's attempts to contact, which might make them feel stressed disconnected from you or scared. It might sound cheesy, but I have always followed my intuition about what has felt right or wrong. My children slept in the same room with me for their first one or two years, sometimes in a bed next to ours, other times heart to heart with me. We did that because it felt right to us. I had this assumption that after nine months in my stomach, feeling my heart pounding as the safest place in the world, this was not going to be suddenly torn away from them. When they were old enough to sleep in their own room, we made the sleeping ritual comfy by reading stories and singing the same goodnight song every night. Then we would say goodnight and leave the room. Sometimes they quickly fall asleep, but other times they needed more of our presence before they could fall into the dream world. So if they called us after being put to bed, we stayed with them until they fell asleep. If that didn't help and they continued to feel sad or scared, we lay close to them until they calmed down and fell asleep. I believe that sleep must be associated with something nice and safe. And I do think that it is a common misconception that babies and toddlers can learn to self-soothe if left alone. The thing is, the parts of the brain that regulate emotions are not very developed yet at that age. And therefore, children are dependent on us for help to manage their feelings. But also know there are many different opinions and beliefs regarding the right thing to do in sleeping situations. For example, 
Many follow the sleep training method developed by the Spanish pediatrician Eduard Estivilli called Cried Out, which teaches the child to fall asleep alone and should also help the child get a better night's sleep. It works for the parents to leave the room after the child is put to bed, or if the child calls, they have to wait a certain number of minutes and stick to their plan before briefly going in. The waiting time gradually increases, so they have to wait longer each time. The longest interval is 17 minutes. I'm sure it works for some, but I have also heard of parents that continue to let their child cry until they fall asleep from exhaustion. That breaks my heart. And I've been told that there isn't any scientific evidence that this type of sleep training leads to the child sleeping better. It might give more adult time in the evenings, which is also needed and understandable, but I'm not sure it's the best thing to do. My focus has always been on a secure attachment as our first priority, and my husband and I handle it by sharing the responsibility. So if one of us was more exhausted than the other, the other took over. You mentioned, Nana, that people say to you that you could be setting a bad habit which I have a hard time understanding. How can it be negative for your child that you meet their needs? After all, children are not manipulative and they are not trying to trick you into something consciously. They have zero or very, very few words to describe their inner world or what they need and are therefore 100% dependent on you to help them regulate their feelings or fulfill their needs. And to point it out clearly, And to the best of my knowledge, children do not learn to soothe themselves by being left to themselves. When they eventually stop crying, it may be because their contact attempts have been repeatedly ignored or only minimally answered, which teaches them that it can be of no use to them to ask for help, so they stop crying. That is, in the worst case, of course. I mean, I have two young adult daughters today who never had any difficulties with falling asleep during their childhood, and I can't come up with any kinds of bad habits they should have taken with them from the first years of their lives. They felt safe and learned that falling asleep was associated with pleasure and security. I honestly believe that children gradually develop the ability to deal with their emotions by being met with understanding and care when they are upset, angry or frustrated. If children repeatedly experience their feelings being ignored, it can negatively affect their connection to you. How did you feel most comforted when you were a child or most safe? I mean, I think we need to rely more on our gut feelings and not what others think is best. Of course, it requires that the right circumstances are in place and no children are abused or left to fend for themselves. If this is the case, you should always respond to the child's best interests. However, we often think that we are sitting on the truth, but you should keep in mind that it is only the truth for you because you've done the hard work that lies ahead of that knowledge. It is possible for you to feel what is right for you to do without research as well. 
I want to thank you for your question, Anna, and leave you with these words. Go out and do what feels right for you. However, make sure that your daughter's needs are met first and foremost, not yours. You may enjoy the time you spend with her in connection with sleeping, but you must separate your own needs from your daughter's. Because you have the authority and power to get your children to do as you please, you should always keep in mind what is best for the child and find closeness and connection with adults too. So that's all for today. Thank you for joining me and see you again soon. Bye. Eben Sandel is a world-known author, psychotherapist, and educator from Denmark. You can learn more about her work and unlock bonus podcasts while gaining access to new material by signing up for a monthly membership on www.ebensandal.com. If you'd like to have your question featured in How's Motherhood, feel free to submit them on her website or connect with her on her Instagram, at Eben Sandal. To maintain confidentiality, surnames have been removed, but inquiries are real and come from people who find that family life can be beautiful and sometimes challenging. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to make sure you never miss a new episode. 